Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your Intuitive Energy Corner. I am truly, truly excited about um, the space that I'm in at this moment, as well as the space that so many of you are currently in. Um, it feels really good. It feels really informative. It feels really transformational. And it's really, truly something that I feel God is all up in like he has his hands all up in everything um and it feels really good one of the questions that i often get um from people is how did i start on my journey of spirituality how did i become so confident in sharing it and how did I learn about astrology, religion, and blending of those, those things? Um, and I'm going to be extremely as, as transparent as I can. But honestly, the truth is, it's a journey that chose me. It's something that I have been in in a way ordained to a path that was ordained for me. I have, if any of you, well, a lot of you have followed me for a very long time. You've supported me for a very long time, which means you are familiar with my story. You are familiar with my journey um, that I've been so candid about. You, if you're not, if you're a new subscriber, you're a new listener, then I would definitely um, advise you to look Go to my blog. You can go to my website. I have a a lot of information there. Some of the information I kind of I took out, but um, the gist of whatever is still there, so that you know the depth of who I am, um, my journey. You can also check out the Voyage Dallas interview that I did earlier this year, where I also go into detail about my journey. Um, and interviews and, and everything. I, one thing that is very, very important to me is to be my authentic self in any area, in every area of my life, which means whether I am on Instagram, whether you see me post on Facebook, whether you see me in a interview, whether you see me sitting down or on a radio station doing interviews, a podcast, um, on here, wherever, however, whenever you hear my voice and whenever you see me um, speaking, it is me being my authentic self. That is something that has always been very, very important to me to stay true to who I am, because this is all a journey of defining who I am for myself. Right. And so when I began the study of spirituality, it really has always been something that's been in me for a very long time. I did not call it spirituality. And now the word spirituality is so loosely um, spoken about that you get lost in the hoopla of it. Spirituality is really very, very personal journey. It's something that you choose to share. It's something that you utilize to help you become a better person. So that's a very personal thing. And it's not it's not necessary for the world to be involved in it. Right. So I stick to those principles when it comes to 
my beliefs, when it comes to my spirituality, my practices, when it comes to my health regimens, when it comes to relationships, finances, there are certain things that I really, really hold close to me because honestly, some things just not everyone's business, right? But in this instance, when we're speaking about spirituality and the blending of astrology and religion, um, for one, in mythology, I love mythology now. I didn't in school. Mythology was the most boring study I had in school. I didn't like it. I couldn't stand it. It did. I didn't care about Shakespeare. Didn't care about. I mean, the wording was just weird. I didn't like it. I didn't care about it. It didn't. It didn't excite me in any way. Neither did science. Um, nor did math. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. It didn't. I didn't like those things. I like to um, read. I loved history. I loved um, English. You know, I loved anything that allowed me to be creative, creative arts. I loved um, anything that allowed me to be active. So I loved those type of things. Lunch. <laughs> Anything that allowed me to be social with my people, like I love those things. But even as a young girl, we had in seventh grade, I remember there were girls, there were there was a group of people we called them. We later called them skater boys or skater girls, but then they were like gothic. Right. So they were very to themselves and listening to everyone else. They were kind of like outcasts because they were different. They were very strange to compare in comparison to other people. But I felt a very um, I liked them. I liked the difference. It was something very intriguing about their mystique. And even at a very young age, even though that's not my social circle, I always gravitated to what was considered odd. And so I learned a lot about them. I spoke with them. I became friends with them. I really embraced being who I was. And I learned at a very early age to flow with what felt right for me. It wasn't about what other people thought was cool or not. I never cared about that. Um, honestly, I don't think I was a cool chick. I was, I had friends. I was, I was popular, but I wasn't, that was never something I, I, anything I did was not to be popular. Like I didn't do things to be, um, seen. I just was being myself. And so I was a fighter. I fought, um, but as I got older, I didn't have to do those things. I just I kind of built a reputation for myself. I was a very cool person, a very laid back person, but I had high energy. I had a lot of friends, different type of friends. I was very smart. So I just I just adapted to the world um, by being myself. And even growing up, my parents would be like, OK, Brandy, like. Oh, my God. You know, I, I literally remember one day going home. I had a head full of hair. I told my dad I want to go to the mall, went to the mall, came back. My hair was cut short. Like, it's just me being that I was just that way. So when it came to me on my journey of spirituality, I believe that it's something that I always was inclined. I was I spoke in tongues. I remember um, my brother, my family, after my father passed, we were going through a lot of different things. And I began going to church to a different church. Well, um, at this time I was married. And so, um, his family was a uh, church of God in Christ, which is 
kind of different from the Church of God in Christ that other people speak about because they didn't make you not wear makeup and they didn't like it wasn't like that. It wasn't cultish. It was just Kojic, a Kojic church. But it didn't it didn't feel cultish. It just it's where I really began to understand like um, the internal parts of church. But it it really taught me a lot. I learned a lot about people and helping people. This is around the time Katrina happened and we took a lot of people into the church and I had to help people. And I learned that I loved people. I really loved and had a heart for people. I taught them um, some people. It was crazy how many people had lost so many things. They lost their entire life and had to rebuild their life. So to be able to be there to assist them on their journey and help them with the basics, learning to rebuild from the ground up is the hardest thing. I hope I, it's the hardest thing that you ever can see happen to someone. They have nothing. And to be there, it teaches you a different type of strength because you, it's not about you. It's not, they're not concerned about what they look like. They're concerned about fixing their life, putting their life together. And all they have is a faith that they know they can't see. Right. So I had a lot of instances in my life that pushed me to adapting and learning about who I was in God's eyes. I still am not a Bible thumper. I still am not someone who can. I mean, I have to stu- I still look in the Bible and study and, and I'm um I mean, I have millions of questions like everybody. You have a ton of questions, but I started looking at it as a book of inspiration opposed to a book of absolute because I realized that the book was not written by God. It was it was an interpretation of an experience through the eyes of someone else in another language um, that has been translated a million times over. So I don't get caught up in the uh, doctrine as far as this is exactly because there are things in there that contradict themselves, which to me made it feel more human like because people contradict themselves every single day. We are human. We feel one way one moment and then time goes. You learn a little more about life. You experience a little more and your perspective change. So that's definitely what I see um, when it comes to religion and the the doctrine and the ritualistic part of it. So when I was there, I remember I spoke in tongues. Um, I don't think I've spoken tongues since, though. Just I, I, I haven't spoken tongues since, but I did. And I remember praying for my brother. My brother was like, what is going on? Because it it definitely was different. We didn't walk around the house speaking in tongues. My grandmother, very, very spiritual lady, almost high priestess like. Right. Um, But she did not. She went to Baptist church. Um, So we went to Baptist church. We went. My mom and my aunt went to Catholic school. So they my mom is like knows the rosary and all that good stuff. And then um, my father was Church of Christ, which he never went to church. Like, I don't remember my father ever getting us up ready to go to church, which it was no problem with me because he always referenced to God. And he always spoke about God as the man upstairs. So we always had a knowledge and an awareness of what God was and who he is. And I was able to experience lots of different angles 
from different perspectives of who they were to who he was to other people. So as I got older, I realized that I really needed to create a relationship with him for myself because everyone views God as different. Everyone saw him as different. Everyone was able to create an, an envisionment of who he was based on who he was to them. And I needed to look at my life and see him and see how he ordained the things to occur in my life and trust that it's all a part of his um, wanting for me. So after my husband went to prison, um, because during this time, of course, being married, your father passed away. Um, there's a lot of life happening. Depression builds in. I don't know how to speak about what I'm going through because no one around me is is openly speaking about these things. I am um, during this time. A lot of people are gravitating to me. I'm, I'm feeling very um, just a lot of different emotions, a lot of different things that I had no word to name. I I didn't know how to describe them. So the only thing I knew to do was to pray, but I realized that that didn't help me. It wasn't really like, it wasn't that it wasn't helping me. It was that I didn't get the immediate understanding of what it was doing. And now I understand it as seed sowing. And now I understand it as, you know, it's a harvest time. You are asking for something, you're speaking for something and you have to wait to see it manifest. I didn't get it then. I It was like, this isn't working for me. Like I'm praying hard. I'm falling on my knees, crying out. And now I see how those moments of crying out and really praying with my open vulnerability, those were seeds because they've manifested all these years in ways that I can't even literally, I'm living on the seeds that I've sown over the years. And so when you are on this journey of spirituality, you you dig deep. During this time, my husband um, at the time was very, he was into, again, he grew up Kojic, but then he went into a five percenter, which I never, I, I mean, he studied, started studying Muslim. He studied um, the Islam faith. He started to send me books. And almost like, okay, this is what he was becoming. And so therefore, even though the Muslim faith, Islam faith and five percenter, they're all similar. They're not the same. And I'm like, I'm not going to convert. I've always had a very rebellious. um, So anybody who's listening, who's of any of those faiths, please understand I'm speaking to you out of a space of authenticity, not in a space of judgment, because I am not in any way bashing anybody's religion. I don't um, me myself. I am not. I have not. And I don't conform to a specific religion. However, I definitely study all religions like well, not all because I don't know how many. There's a ton of religions, but I have studied many, many religions and I definitely utilize um, parts of those practices and beliefs in my own life that apply to my life. They have helped me create a structure that's best for me. So I'm not judging anybody. Um, people do what they know to do and people do what, what's best for them. So this is my experience. Um, it is not to judge, critique, or say that what you do or how you practice is wrong or right. It's just what's for me, right? Okay. So... um. 
he would send me all of these books. I would learn. I would I would study. I would um, take in what it is that he's telling me. But we had a very conversation. I'm not going to dress how you want me to dress. I'm not going to not do the things you want me to do because it's a part of what you think is your religion. Um, I had a problem with conforming to things that didn't feel right for me because I've always been a feeler. I've always gone by what I feel. And that is what's protected me. My instinct, my intuition, my awareness of self without even knowing it was my awareness of self has protected me in so many ways that I cannot name. Right. So I trust that. So on this journey, we've had our we had our battles. He never really tried to push me into converting to anything. But when people ask questions like, is it possible for a person who's a Christian to be married to someone who's a Muslim or a person who is a Christian to be with someone who is a Hinduism or a Buddhist? Um, Buddhism, first of all, is not a religion, just so that you all understand it's a, it's a practice. It's a way of thinking. Buddha was not a god. He was a prophetess or a um, a person who um, helped align people with practices and ritualistic um, beliefs. He was not himself a god. OK, so that's a huge misconception. But anyway, so um, and yoga is a form of practicing a form of Buddha, um, Buddhism. But anyway, so um, he, you know, would, wouldn't push people ask, is it possible for these people to correlate? And it is because for years, my husband and I, my, my ex-husband and I, um, he, he and I are very close still to this day. Very, very close. You know, I, I love him. Just our life marriage wise, it couldn't, it the, I mean, it couldn't work. It just couldn't work because of the dynamics of the relationship period. Okay. So anyway, um, he did not push me into converting more so because he knew who I was. He knew who I am. He knows me to my core. So therefore it was like, you're not going to force me into anything. If I do decide that that's something I want to practice, it's going to be because I choose that, not because you are forcing me or I feel like I need to or I have to in order to be uh, approved by, by God. So I had the freedom. I always I always had the freedom to learn and I wasn't afraid at first. I was very um when you grow up in a in my my family, just be clear, my mom's side of the family never was like, if you are Baptist, well, I mean, again, my mom, Catholic, my grandmother, Baptist church, like it's so many different elements to our faith in our, in our life that we never, it, I never felt wrong for studying anything outside of Christianity. Um, however, I did, I remember working one day and I was working overnight at Bank of America and I was on the elevator and this guy came up to me and he was like, here you go, my beautiful sister. And he left the book of Quran and I didn't touch the book of Quran. I left it on the elevator because I felt like, again, my father's side was Church of Christ. I'm talking about devout Church of Christ, still Church of Christ, but now it's a little looser, but yeah. So I'm, 
I'm conflicted with it. Is this wrong? Is this right? I don't know what to do. And I left it on the elevator. And as I got back on the elevator, I went back on the elevator to get the book because I wanted to get the book and the book wasn't there. It wasn't there. Someone got the book and I felt so bad. I felt so bad. And then I decided I'm going to get a book of Quran. I have to look in it. I got to study a little bit and figure out in comparison. And that's what started my journey of studying of religions, because I wanted to compare the book of Quran to the Bible. And and I had already been aware of books of the Bible missing in the Holy Bible. I, I already had seen a Bible where there were 22 books that should have been inside the Bible that have been mis- removed. And to this day, those books of the Bibles are not in the Bible, but you can you can Google now. But back then you couldn't even Google. It was like... So I had to do extensive research. Right. So with my study of that and studying of self and studying of learning all of the um, ins and outs of different religions and practices and rituals that people believe in, I asked God to clearly connect me to what it is that I should practice. And honestly, I don't belong to any type of anything like I love yoga. I love meditation. I love praying. I believe in God. I also love crystals. I also love sage. I also love, um, healing oils. I also love, um, animal totems. I find beauty in God in everything. And so what has assisted me with my journey, long story short, giving y'all a little bit of a breakdown I'm already 20 some minutes in um, has been connecting to what feels right for me. What feels right for me? Not asking if someone is going to approve what someone else is going to think, what someone else feels about my practice, because it's about what works for me. The study of crystals, the um, animal totems, the Oracle cards or creating my own Oracle cards helped me connect deeper into my own intuition. When I do my energy sessions, I don't call them readings because I'm not a psychic. I don't look at myself as a psychic or anything like that. I just feel like I utilize my intuition the way it's supposed to be utilized. I do have certain abilities because God gives you different gifts, but I also have tools that I use as far as cards that I made for myself, um, which I felt led to do. It was just write down whatever words that I felt spiritually connected to. And I wrote those words down and I wrote those phrases and mantras down and I needed to figure, find myself out of a maze, you know, in a sense. So that's how that became a part of what it is. So when I do energy sessions with people one-on-one, um, the things I'm able to pull out of them is because of the study of energy and body language and psychology and sociology, as well as spirituality and um, frequency, right? You're studying all of these things and you're learning how, how it works together. And that is how I'm able to help and assist people on their own personal journeys of healing for themselves. It's not about me being able to foresee the future. I remember years ago, I did go to a psychic 
um, lady um, with my mom. I took my mom because I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't know. But I seen the sign. and I was like, Mama, come with me. It was like 12 o'clock at night. And it was the scary. I can't believe my mommy did this to me. But my mom is a, a very intuitive spiritual person as well. So she didn't feel any kind of way. And she brought this back to my remembrance about a week or two ago where she told me, you remember this? She named her name. And I said, yeah. She said, um, you remember what she told you? And I said, no, I, I don't remember what she told me. And then I, I it dawned on me. She pointed out to me certain gifts that I have that I absolutely felt at the time she was crazy. I did. I felt like this lady has no idea what she's talking about. This is all a gimmick, you know, all this weird stuff. Um, but no, no, it, it really, my life has manifested in the way that was advised to me over 10 years ago. And to look back and see the gifts that I'm into and the things that I'm able to strengthen by, you know, ordainment by God. That's how I'm able to assist people. It's not any tricks or trades. It's nothing that I, you know, any witchcraft. I don't, I do not do any type of dark things. I mean, I do know that voodoo is real. How do I know voodoo is real? Again, my grandmother is a, a very, um, intuitive healing being herself and the stories that my grandmother has, um, listen, it's real. Okay. Um, but I, we don't practice any of that type of stuff. We're not into, um, I'm not into, uh, calling on when people ask, do you reach out to your ancestors? I'm like, no, like (laughs) when I pray, I pray to God. I pray to my dad. Um, I may, um, feel my grandmother or my great grandmother's spirit in my, they come to me in my dreams, but I don't be calling on these ancestors because let me tell you, and I'm going to I'm going to end this. But let me tell y'all, you, you know, you got to be careful with the spirits that you play with, because as a person who practice practices a very, very uh, in-depth connection with God, that means that you're connecting with a spirit. Right. You're, you're connecting with the Holy Spirit. However, there are other type of spirits out there. And you talk about you connected to your ancestors and you're doing all this. But how do you know? Ancestors are only uh, people in the spirit form that were here in a physical form at a time. Just because they're in a spirit form doesn't mean that they're good spirits. You can have people in your family. Look at the people in your family. These are the people that you call on ancestry, right? How do you know that those people were of a good light spiritually? Just because they're ancestors doesn't mean that they are good for your spirit or they are good in alignment with your journey. So you have to be very careful with the um, spirit that you play with. And I'm a very intuitive person. When I see people, I see people in aura first and it's, it's almost like a spirit I see first and I see it in color. I smell it. Um, so it's a difference, right? I can tell even through social media, I can stroll someone's page and I can see a picture and it'll, I'll instantly get a vibe of, oh, that's dark or no, no, no. That looks like a darkish gray. Oh, no, that's not that's not what I I can't look at their page. Let me unfollow or let me just scroll on by real fast because. It's the more you work on your spiritual life, the more you connect with God, the more you align with what your purpose is, it is going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird. It is going to enlighten things in you that you really want to run from based on your growth and how you've grown up and what you feel people 
would approve of. That's why it's a personal thing. That's why I didn't share my spiritual journey or and it's so in depth that it's very difficult to explain um, without sounding crazy sometimes. But I don't care what it sounds like because the proof is in my pudding. I literally am living the life that I believe and I'm helping people along the way. I'm helping people in a way that I never imagined. I didn't set out to do. I didn't. Um, I didn't sign up to do this. This wasn't something I, I intended to do. It's not for money. It's not. It's it's literally a gift that I have that I feel this is a season for me to help people in with this gift. And I do. And that is a beautiful thing. That is something that I feel really inspired to do. That's something that makes me very happy because um, I'm able to connect in a way that God aligns me. But it, there was a preparation. There was years and years of prep. There's years of study of self. There's years of fasting. There's years of emotional healing that I had to do on myself. So before I could go and practice anything, before I could help anybody, before I gravitated to sage and candles, I was on my knees praying, crying out to God, um, asking him to relieve me from certain emotional burdens and, and all of that. I went through a full transformation when it came to my physical. People saw the weight loss. People did not see that for every pound I lost, that was the emotional pound of baggage that I released. And that's why I'm able to speak about so many different things. And I'm able to let people know how nutrition um, affects your journey, how people affect your journey, how beliefs and traditions, all of these things affect your journey. And you have to really redefine what you think you know about yourself, minus what everyone else says you should be, what everyone else thinks you should be. It is about your journey and it's very personal. And so for me, everything that everyone is seeing and experiencing from me now is something that has been my truth for years. And it's something that everyone connected to me has already experienced tenfold. So what's new to others who are just finding out about me, who are just connecting with me is something that's pretty normal to me. It's not, it's not something that because it's popular. I mean, it's not, it's not popular to me. It's still very personal to me. I don't, I don't want to go out here and put signs up and tell everybody, Hey, I can help you. I'm it's very serious. Like energy is very powerful. I don't even shake people's hands. I don't like to shake people's hands. I'd rather hug a person. And I don't know why that is so. I do know that the hands are very, 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 very sensitive. My hands are sensitive. There's so many nerves and so many. Your hands are connected to so many different parts of your body. And the transmission of energy and spirit is so potent through your hands and your eyes, also through your wound. So when the more you learn about your body, the more you learn about the sensitive spots in the easily transmission um, places, transmitted places, of your body, you are very mindful and very careful of how you operate. And it's more than being an empath. It's more than being clairvoyant or clairaudient. It's very more than being clairsentient. It's very, very more. It's much more than being, oh, I'm spiritual or, oh, I can feel energy or, oh, I can, um, I get dreams or I can, you know, 
people come to me in my dreams or I see things before it happens. Like it's so much more to spirituality than that. It's so much more to that path. And it's it's grounded. If it's not grounded in God. It's not mine. It's not my type of spirituality. Like I don't worship anything but God. God is the source of everything for me. So regardless to if I'm quoting a Bible scripture or I am quoting the alchemist, regardless to if I'm learning a new yoga practice or I have burned a new type of sage, regardless to the oracle to animal totems that I, I am pulling each day, um, regardless to any of that, regardless to the spiritual fast, regardless to the cleanses that I do, regardless to any of the crystals that I purchase, regardless to any of that, if God is not at the root of it, it's not mine. It's not something I'm gravitating to. And so with spirituality, you've got to be very careful of what it is that you say you believe in, whether it be, I mean, astrology is not dark. People are so weirded out by the stars and the moon and the Bible speaks about it. Like God created it all. He created the universe. When I hear someone say universe, when I say universe, why does that make people uncomfortable? Because they don't know about it. They, they're not, people are not as, as knowledgeable as they like to portray. They are. It's more than reading a meme. It's more than being aware of the planets. You learn about planets in school. You learn about the stars in school. You learn about the moon. You learn about astrology in school. Now, that's a part of science. What do you think NASA is? So it's like people are not familiar enough to critique you on your journey. So don't take what other people say to heart and allow it to deter you. You have to be able to define your truth for yourself, regardless to what practices you do. Make sure that it's coming from a place of light and a place of authenticity. I God has created me in a way that even when I'm at my lowest emotionally, I still exude an abundance of light to other people. And when people see me, they see light. When they feel my energy, they feel light. And that is because of the work that has gone on internally, regardless to how I feel. What I am exuding is my authentic um, aura. And that is how you know that God is all over you, because it doesn't matter what you are going through. When you give advice, when you speak, it should always come from a place of authenticity and light. It shouldn't come from your personal views or your personal um inhibitions. It should come from really from source. And it does. It comes from God. You have to be very, very mindful of the things that you believe in and the things that you denounce out of fear because you don't know enough about it to create a, a clear um, observation or a clear um, description of it. So when it comes to your spiritual journey, I get this question so much and I felt like this was something that I needed to speak about because people will try to put you in a box based on their level of knowledge. And that's you're unable to put anybody in a in a box when you only know what you know, because you don't know what I know. And I don't care to explain. I feel like you don't have to explain your um, evolution. You don't have to explain your journey. You don't have to explain your practices. 
Um, as long as you know where you align with God, God is going to fit you in where you need to be to attract those that need what you have. And he's going to follow, uh, make sure that you follow that, that defined path. I don't owe anybody an explanation about my spirituality. Neither do you. So on your journey, um, it's just very important to define what that means for yourself and know that if it's for you, God is going to connect you in a way that's going to assist you to allow it to assist you on your journey in life, period. Okay. Spirituality is very important. It's something that I take a lot of, um, I, I take it very seriously, like very seriously. I'm a very open-minded, non-judgmental person. I've sat with atheists. I've sat with agnostic beliefs, people with agnostic beliefs. I've sat with people who are non-denominational. I've sat with devout Christians. I have um, been a part of Kojic churches. I've went to Baptist churches. I've studied Catholic. I've um, kept, um, I, I, I've Hinduism, Buddhist, um, five percenter Muslim, Hinduism, um, Islam. I, there's just so many religions that you can name and, and practices and organizations that, you know, you just, you just, you just, it's so many different things, but the, uh, the bottom line is if God is at the root of it, who cares what you call it? Just make sure you're operating out of the highest frequency of yourself and you're allowing God to use you in the most positive, influential way that he sees fit for your life. Everything else will fall into place and don't feel pressured to share your journey with the masses of people because it is not everyone's business. If they're not benefiting from it, if they're not contributing and protecting or coveting that um, energy of you, then it doesn't matter what they think anyway. It, it, why, why put value on people who don't matter? I don't have to share with you anything. If I am assisting you and my presence in your life helps you and benefits you, then regardless to what my spiritual practices are, regardless to my spiritual beliefs, I don't have to share that with you. If it's from the highest frequency of myself, no one's doing voodoo. No one's doing, um, <laughs> no one's doing that kind of stuff, you know? So, um, you just you don't don't feel obligated to overshare or overextend yourself in the most vulnerable places. Protect what matters the most to you and allow who you are to shine beyond it. Right. So that's just an overview. Um, I, I kind of tapped a little bit into my spiritual practices, how I develop my relationship with God, where it started from, what my mindset is when it comes to spirituality, in case anyone has any questions or I, I mean, I get a lot of questions about my practices and my do I call on ancestors and, and do all I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not going any further back than the people that I know spiritually. Like I knew my great grandparents on both sides spiritually. So I know that their spirit is pure and in light. 
I don't know anything deeper than that. Like, I don't want to call on them people. I don't know who they are. I don't want them to come and take over me. Spirits are very, uh, very powerful. There are some places I don't go because the spirit of it is bad. I, it just doesn't feel, it may not be bad. It's just not good for me. So I, you know, allow people to grow and evolve in their own ways um, and do what works for you. Being a woke <laughs> That's a whole nother audio. I ain't even going to go there. But being aware of self is a personal journey. No one can tell you if you are highly aware of yourself or not. They don't know. They don't. You're not me. You don't. No one's you. You don't. They don't know. So anything that doesn't feel right for your spirit. Disconnect from it. Period. You don't force yourself into any areas of any life that doesn't truly make you feel your best self. Right. Okay. so, guys, this has been your intuitive energy corner. I absolutely was not intending for it to be this long, but I feel like it's something that needed to be said because so many people have questions and I want to assist people with any questions that they may have so that they know in case they're confused that everything that I do is out of love, light in the highest frequency of self. I don't record anything. I don't record an audio. I don't meet with people. I don't do energy sessions. I don't do anything if my spirit is off. I don't do anything if my um, psyche is not in the right place. I don't do anything if it's not able to be done in the most purest, authentic, high frequency self. Okay, so understand that. And I hope that by understanding a little bit more more about myself, you learn a lot more about yourself and you're able to connect it in a way that benefits you for the long run. Okay, so this has been your energy, um, your intuitive energy corner. And until our daily doses of energy, which will resume on tomorrow. Bye.